Okay, with week one in the NFL under wraps, we saw some interesting games, we saw some high-scoring games, and we saw some upsets that we weren't expecting. Hi, I'm The Butcher, and this is The Butcher's Cut. Welcome to episode two. All right, to start off, we're going to talk about college football just a little bit. So, mainly going to talk about Michigan State and how they seem to be knowing what they are doing as far as uh, putting points on the board. We got a young quarterback and a and a young running back that, well, he's a junior that transferred from another college, but they uh, they both seem to function very well with this new offense underneath this new the new head coach. Granted, we played against Youngstown State, which I'm not going to lie. Up until up until Saturday, I didn't even realize Youngstown State had a football team. So that doesn't mean a whole lot, but they did do fairly well against Northwestern the week before and putting up 42 points compared to uh, probably the season high of 17 points a game last year is a, a lot better. So we'll we'll just keep an eye on Michigan State and see how they're doing. As for upsets in the college football world, uh, that's what, the major upset is going to be Ohio State losing to Oregon. Now, don't get me wrong. I understand that Oregon is a good good team. They've always had a good team, but when a twelve beats a three in the second week of the season, it's people are going to notice. So I'm not a huge fan of Ohio State, but we'll see how they end up doing later on in the season. All right. Uh, moving on to NFL news, we're going to touch on to some of the NFL upsets, and to start off the. The week one upsets. We're going to go with the Eagles and the Falcons. So the Falcons have not looked great the last couple of years since they lost the Super Bowl. Well, let's say since they gave up the second half of the Super Bowl. Um, but I don't think anybody was expecting the Eagles to come out roaring like they did where they dropped 32 points on the Falcons. But it's week one. Anything can happen in the NFL in the first couple of weeks because we have no idea what these teams are going to look like. It always ends up being something crazy in the first couple of weeks. Teams you thought were going to come out undefeated end up losing the first couple of games and finishing the season at the top of their game, making it to the playoffs. I mean, other teams that come out winning the first three or four games and then they just lose it halfway through the season and end up missing the playoffs by one or two games. So anything's possible. Anything can happen. I mean, it's the NFL. It's the National Football League. And we Okay, a, another upset to note would be the Cardinals and the Titans. This one may not have been as big of an upset as a lot of people thought. I certainly didn't think the Cardinals were going to come out swinging like they did. The Titans, especially with Derrick Henry in last year, I mean, the Titans just – they dominated most of the time. Granted, they lost in the playoffs, but still, I mean, your team can dominate most of the season and still lose in the playoffs. It's just sometimes it's bad luck. Sometimes it comes down to injury. Sometimes you, the refs just aren't on your side. Being a Lions fan, I know that all too well. Um, but, yeah, the Cardinals, I mean, they they put a lot of points on the board. They, Kyler Murray looked amazing considering the fact that it was, well, it's his third year, but it's like my dad always used to say, third-year players, it's either a make-or-break season for them. So 
it looks like Kyler Murray is going to be making the mess of this season. But then again, it is only week one, so time will tell. Um, another upset we're going to go ahead and talk about is uh, Washington and the Chargers. Uh, Washington, there's a lot of analysts, a lot of people that were speculating that Washington was going to have a pretty awesome defense this year. And while they did hold the Chargers to 20 points, they, I mean, it's the Chargers were still able to pull out a win at the last second. So it looks like uh, Washington might have to work up to their reputation for their defense, but anything can happen. And we're, like I said, we're just, we're just getting started this season. Uh, one of the biggest upsets, probably the one that surprised me the most would have been the Saints and the Packers, namely because the Saints don't have Drew Brees anymore. I mean, we're, we're talking about Jameis Winston. A lot of people are saying that Jameis Winston, he's an underrated quarterback and, before before Sunday, I would not have agreed with you, but right now I'm saying he looks like a whole new quarterback. I mean, give him a new team, and this this kid looked like a young Drew Brees. I mean, 38 points up against the Packers, that's, uh, that's pretty spectacular right there, especially with the fact that Aaron Rodgers came out and he looked like he was lost. I mean, it didn't help that uh, – he hasn't practiced the entire preseason. He missed training camp and missed the entire preseason because he was complaining that he uh, didn't want, didn't get a different contract or didn't get a chance to go to a different team. But I, I, have no, I have no love lost for uh, Aaron Rodgers. I'm not a Pack fan. I'm not a cheesehead. I'm just not a fan. When you're just going to sit there and whine and complain about getting more money or not getting what you want, I mean – I understand he wanted to move on from Green Bay, but I don't understand why Green Bay has been Green Bay has been a dominating team for the last oh we'll say ten or twelve years. I can't remember how how long Aaron Rodgers has been in the league and starting for him, but it's been a while, and they've always been a contender. So, I'm not sure why he would want to get out of there, but he must have had his reasons. All right, moving on from the upsets, we're just going to go ahead and talk about some of these games. We'll start off with the Bengals and the Vikings. Joe Burrow came out and proved that he was drafted for a reason last year. I mean, unfortunately, he didn't get to play last year very much, but uh, he definitely came out and shows that he still got it even after his injury. Kirk Cousins, on the other hand, did not look – he had moments where he looked good and other moments where he looked like uh, he should have been back in college. Going, Moving on to the – the Texans and the Jaguars. Okay, so this is a game that kind of stood out to me and was a little surprising. Everybody was hyping up Trevor Lawrence for the Jaguars and thought that he was uh, going to come out and just be absolutely dominant. And while he did do fairly well for his his first outing, I mean, he had 332 yards and three touchdowns. It wasn't quite enough, especially since the Texans came out with some amazing scores because – the whole debacle going with Deshaun Watson, I didn't think the Texans were really going to be on the radar at all, but they uh, they definitely showed that they are not going to be held back. So we'll have to keep an eye on the Texans and see how they're looking. Uh, we had a couple nail biters. You had the one, the Dolphins and the Patriots. I mean, that was a one point game. 
the Browns and the Chiefs, that was guaranteed. There was a lot of Browns fans that were very upset they lost by four to the Chiefs. It, uh, I mean, the Browns have come a long way over the last last couple of years, especially with Baker Mayfield. He's he's definitely kind of pulled them out of a ditch. And so I expected the Browns to be a pretty good team this year. They're going to be – they have a chance to be a playoff contender. Uh, we're going to go ahead and talk about – Let's you know what? Let's just talk about the Rams and the Bears for a minute because, like I said in week one, I am a Lions fan. I've been a diehard Lions fan for a long time. I have no hard feelings about Matthew Stafford going to the Rams. I understand he needs, he needed something new. He wanted a ring. He needed to get out of Detroit. I get it. I, I have no ill will towards the guy, but let's talk about the fact that his first week in the NFL with a brand new team. And this guy is already setting records. I mean, that's what he was known for in Detroit is coming out and setting records. I mean, look at his, look at the records he set for the most, Fourth quarter comeback wins. I mean, that's that was awesome. But he comes out in the first game and was the first quarterback since 1968 when the Rams debuted. First quarterback in their debut of the team to throw two 50-plus yard touchdown passes on their and their first their first game with the Rams since they debuted in 1960. I mean, that's. That's pretty remarkable. I mean, I'm not surprised because I know exactly what Stafford's like, but it's 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 pretty awesome that he can do that. So, and it kind of gives me an idea of how bad the Bears are this year. So I'm okay with that. Considering the fact that every other every team in the Lions division lost this year, or sorry, well I hope they all lose this year, but they've uh, they've all lost in the the first week. So the Lions are still tied for the lead. Uh, we'll touch on the Lions real, real quick because I did it in the first episode. But uh, Lions looked pretty rough in their first outing till the last half of the last quarter to where they went from being down 41-17 to 17 to losing 41-33. to 33. I mean, when you score three touchdowns in the last – Five minutes of the game, get an onside kickback. You've, you've scored two two-point conversions. I mean, there's there's something to be said about that. Okay, moving on. We're going to go right into fantasy football now. So we're going to do uh, – I'm not going to go over everybody that played in fantasy football because that would just be ridiculous and it would take a long time. So we're just going to go into the top five uh, scoring leaders this week, which most of them were wide receivers. So. There's a lot of uh, deep balls and a lot of long passes for for touchdowns. Your top scorer this week was Amari Cooper for Dallas. He had two touchdowns, 139 yards. Uh, he was targeted 16 times and caught 13 of them, so, I mean, that's, that's pretty good right there. Uh, Tyreek Hill, I mean, no surprise there. He's number two. I mean, he plays for the Chiefs, and you got Patrick Mahomes, who's at number four, so – that should tell you all you need to know for that. But, uh, yeah, Tyreek Hill had 11 catches for 197 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, well, you know, let's we'll move on to number three then real quick. Let's go uh, Kyler Murray, which I said he had a really good game. I'm actually surprised that his 
the wide receiver he hit a couple different times uh, is not in the top five, but Kyler Murray was uh, 21 for 32, 289 yards, four touchdowns and one interception. He also had five carries for 20 yards and a touchdown. So, I mean, this guy had five touchdowns on the day. No wonder he's in the top five. Unfortunately, I personally think he should have been probably number one because that's pretty outstanding. Probably if he had more yard, more yardage uh, in the passing game, he probably would have been. Uh, moving on to number four, you got Patrick Mahomes, who, I mean, everybody, Patrick Mahomes has been in, he was in the Super Bowl last year, and he still looks good. So we're going to, he's going to be in the top five for probably the next couple weeks anyways. But he was 27 for 36, 337 yards, uh, three touchdowns to the air, five carries for 18 yards on the ground, and one touchdown. So, I mean, he's. He still looks fantastic. And then uh, rounding off number five is Debo Samuel for the 49ers. He had nine catches for 189 yards, one touchdown, and which doesn't look that great for the Lions, but there is one plus to it. Unfortunately for Debo Samuel in the fourth quarter against the Lions, he also, had a, he also lost a fumble, which is part of the reason the Lions almost won that game too because that's how they got the – the ball on the last drive to if they had been able to connect and get in the end zone, it would have been a much different game because we could have possibly been a, seen an overtime situation. So Debo Samuel's probably been kicking himself for that. But, uh, all right, moving on, we're going to go ahead and go into next week's matchups and talk a little bit about those. All right, so starting tomorrow night, we got the New York Giants in Washington. Both 0-1, both in the same division. Should be an interesting game. The Giants didn't look fantastic uh, during their week one debut, which which brings up a – an interesting challenge for the Giants because if, the, if Washington's defense is as good as people think it's going to be, the Giants are going to be coming away 0-2, which I know I have a couple friends out there that are Giants fans, and I'm sorry, guys, but uh, they can't pull something together. They're, they're going to have another rough season. Uh, we got the Bengals and the Bears. Bengals should take, win that one easily. The Bears haven't looked at, did not look that great week one, and the Bengals look pretty good. Texans and the Browns is going to be – Another game that I'd uh, be be one of the games to watch this week. Um, it's going to be a high scoring game. I, I predict it's going to be a high scoring game. Probably going to have Baker Mayfield with at least three touchdowns. Uh, Texans are probably going to put a whole lot of points on the board again. So, be a very uh, fun game to watch. Rams and the Colts. Colts didn't look super fantastic uh, week one. They they did lose. And they're going up against Stafford in a brand new Rams offense. And uh, if Stafford keeps connecting with Cooper Cup, then they're gonna. Uh, I foresee there being a lot of points scored against the Colts. You got Bills and the Dolphins. That that game could be a toss-up because uh, Bills had a week op- or a week a rough opening week, but. I mean, Josh Allen has looked pretty solid the last couple years, so I wouldn't rule I wouldn't rule out the Bills beating the Dolphins this week. 
Uh, Patriots should beat the Jets. Um, the Eagles and the Niners will be a very interesting game to watch because the Niners, they looked really good against the Lions. I'm not going to lie. That first first half, they uh, they looked pretty good. But the Eagles, Eagles seem to be uh, a force to be reckoned with too. So that should be another high-scoring game. Got the Raiders and the Steelers. Um, both of them, both of those teams kind of squeaked out a win and they've both got good players on both sides. I mean, you can't count out Derek Carr, but you still can't count out big Ben Roethlisberger. So it's, that one's a toss up. That one could go either way for me. Uh, we got the saints and the Panthers. That could be another good game. Although if Jameis Winston has another, another week, like he did last week, I would expect them put up another 38 points against the Panthers. And, uh, just a tip, Jameis Winston may be a pretty good sleeper pickup for fantasy football. If you're uh, lacking in the quarterback area, wouldn't be a bad idea to check him out and see if he's available in your league. Moving on to the Broncos and the Jaguars. Uh, the Broncos, they looked pretty good in week one, but I would expect Trevor Lawrence to uh, keep working well with the Jaguars team and Expect them to possibly that could be an upset. I think the Broncos are, yeah, the Broncos are projected to win, but uh, I would would look for the Jaguars to make a game of it. You got the Vikings and the Cardinals. Uh, I'm going to say Cardinals all the way on that one. The Vikings, they 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 barely lost the last game, but it yeah it was a rough game for them. Uh, Falcons and the Buccaneers. I look for Tom Brady to to kind of spank the Falcons again like he did in the Super Bowl. I mean, I could be wrong. Matt Ryan could come out and look like the quarterback of old, but the the only veteran quarterback between those two teams I think that still has all his his stuff is Tom Brady. And as much as I hate to admit it, Tom Brady is he's an awesome quarterback. I've said for years before he went to the Buccaneers that Take Tom Brady out of New England, and he wouldn't be able to do anything with any other team. Well, I was proven wrong last year with the Buccaneers when he won the Super Bowl. So I'll give Tom Brady his credit. He is a good quarterback. He's he's a great quarterback, although he's getting up there in age. He's probably only got another couple seasons left in him. I would give this one to the, the Buccaneers. Um, you got the Cowgirls and the Chargers. I'm sorry. The Cowboys and the Chargers. That's just a little humor for you Cowboys fans. I'm sure you, it's not the first time you guys have heard that. Um, you know, this one could be another surprising one or another high-scoring one because Dak Prescott came out, and he looked really good against Tampa Bay, better than I thought he was going to look after kind of a disastrous last season. So I'm going to go ahead and say that this one is a toss-up between the Chargers and the Cowboys. It's, it's really just going to depend on uh, – which defense plays better for this team? Uh, we go down to the Titans and the Seahawks. The Seahawks still look pretty good. They're still a, per, a pretty form, formidable team. Uh, I would look for the Titans to try and bounce back, though. Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry are uh, probably a little upset that they didn't do very well in, the, in week one. So I would expect that one to be a fairly high-scoring game. 
Uh, Chiefs and the Ravens, that – I'm going to give that one to the Chiefs, but the Ravens could could make a comeback because they, they put up a good fight against the Raiders uh, last Monday night. So I'm going to give it to the Chiefs, but I wouldn't count out the Ravens. And then my my favorite game, this is the one I'm looking forward to, the Lions and the Packers. So – most people would probably think the Packers are going to dominate. But any other year, I would say the Packers would probably come out and make us look really bad, especially on Monday night, especially with us being a newer team. But I'll tell you what, the way that they looked on Sunday, if the same Aaron Rodgers that came out against the Saints comes out against the Lions, <laughs> and the Lions that come out against the Packers are the same ones that played the last half of the fourth quarter, on Sunday against the Niners, I'm giving this one to the Lions. I mean, I'm going to give it to the Lions anyways because they're my team, but non-biased opinion based on what I saw on Sunday, the Lions have a better shot beating the Packers on Monday night than the other way around. Any other, it had been any other season, if the Packers had come out and made it a game against the Saints, had Aaron Rodgers not been basically out of commission the entire preseason and during training camp, I'd have given it to the Packers. I would have still hoped that the Lions would win, but I'd given it to the Packers. But right now, if it, if we see the same Packers come out on Monday night that came out this last Sunday, I'm giving it to the Lions. It's That, that was not the Green Bay Packers I'm used to seeing, especially not against a Jameis Winston-led New Orleans Saints. So I'm going to give this one to the Lions. And it's not just because I'm a fan. I'm just, I'm basing it off what I saw on Sunday. So it'll be a very interesting week two in the NFL, I believe. All right, we're going to move on. So I gave you my projections for the regular NFL season week two. Now let's move into fantasy football projections. All right, so just going off the top of the list here. Um Looking at number one projected player, Christian McCaffrey. I mean, what do I need to say about this guy? This guy is an awesome running back. He's been an awesome running back for the last couple of years. Um, he's he's looking to uh, he look he's looking to add probably a few more yards to his uh, his stat column. He's he didn't do great last week, but he still got people some points, and I would, I would imagine that he would uh, be up there a little bit. This, uh, sorry, imagine that he would look to improve this next week. So we'll see what he does. Uh, number two on the list is Dalvin Cook. Even though he had a fumble last week, I mean he's still a solid option. He's still a solid running back option. He's still pretty good. So. Even though I projected the Vikings to lose, uh, Dalvin Cook is still probably going to get his fancy football owners a decent amount of points. Um, number third on number three on the list, Alvin Kamara. Uh, if you pay attention to fantasy football or the NFL in the last two years, you know who Alvin Kamara is. You know this guy is a beast. He is a monster. Uh, he did fairly well last week in the Saints' huge win. 
I project him to have another big week. Um, he's a he's a good workhorse, and if Jameis Winston takes advantage of him like Drew Brees did, uh, Alvin Kamara is going to be another guy that's just top of the leaderboards every single week. Uh, number four on the list is going to be Najee Harris for the Steelers. Now, he has a little bit of work to do because, yes, he's a young guy, but we will uh, see what what the future holds for him. Looks like he was the only running back for his team, for all his team's offensive snaps in week one. So, I mean, that's something to, to keep in mind that he's uh, the only running back out there, so he doesn't have any competition. I would imagine that he is just going to keep improving as the weeks go on. He's a good pickup if you don't already if he's available. I highly doubt he's available in your league, but if for some reason he is or you can trade for him, he would definitely be a good guy to pick up. Uh, number five is going to be Derrick Henry, and I look for this guy to bounce back. He didn't have a great week one, but this guy is an absolute freight train when it comes to running backs. I mean, we saw it last year. His dude just, I mean, he plows people over. You, you might as well, if you can't stop him and you're, if you can't stop him at the line and you're the only person in his way, unless you are his size, you better just get out of the way because you're just going to get run over. Um, number six on the list is uh, Jonathan Taylor for the Colts. He, he looks to probably get yeah, I, would, I would imagine he's going to get probably about the same amount of points he got for your fantasy owners last week. He's got a, another rough matchup, and he he could be he could do a lot better. But I'd imagine he's just gonna he's just gonna be your, a solid one or two running back. Don't look for him to do anything outstanding this week. Uh, Joe Mixon with the Bengals. He had a pretty good week in week one. I would look for him to uh, add on to that. He's got another rough week coming up against the uh, – oh, never mind. He's running against the Bears. I look for Joe Mixon to get you a lot of points. Uh, I got Tyreek Hill against the Ravens. Well, it's Tyreek Hill. I mean, this guy always racks up the points anyways. He's one of he besides Travis Kelsey, he's one of Patrick Mahomes' favorite targets. So anybody that hold has Tyreek Hill, with the exception of him getting injured, I would never never drop him and never sit him unless you have a he's on a bye week. Oh, this guy's so good, he'd probably get you points on his bye week. Um Devontae Adams. Uh, he's ranked number nine on the ESPN projections board, but honestly, he didn't do squat last week. I if, tell you right now, if Aaron Rodgers comes out looking like Aaron Rodgers did on Sunday, uh, I wouldn't play Devontae Adams normally. Okay, so when me and my dad used to talk about fantasy football, it used to be guaranteed if you had anybody playing against the Lions – you play them because they get you points. But this week, I'm going to say don't play Devontae Adams. Uh, I don't project him to do a whole lot, not if you're looking at the same Aaron Rodgers that I saw on Sunday. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, yeah. You definitely 
Should be playing DeAndre Hopkins. He's becoming Kyler Murray's, one of his favorite targets. And with the Cardinals playing the Vikings, yeah, he's going to get a lot of points. Um, That's going to about wrap it up for the top 10 uh, projections for fantasy football players. We're going to go ahead and move on to the fantasy. Uh, we've got a few fantasy football sleepers for you, so we'll, we'll talk about that next. All right, I've got a few fantasy football sleepers for you. So starting off at the top of the list, we're going to go ahead with um, Elijah Mitchell for the 49ers. So he is the backup running back for the Niners. He will be the starting running back because they just put their starting running back, uh, Mostert, on IR, the torn ACL. He's going to be out, I think, a minimum of eight weeks, and this guy picked up the workload uh, pretty well against the Lions. He's the league I'm in. He's owned in five percent of leagues, so I would I would imagine he's going to be a solid pickup. He's going to be out there on the waiver wire. Uh, you got Mark Ingram for the Texans. He's owned in like twelve percent of leagues. He's another guy with the way the Texans have been looking. If you need a good solid running back, I would look at. I mean, Mark Ingram. He's been good. He was good when he played with the Saints. So. This guy's a solid option, too. Um, and we got Tim Patrick for the Denver Broncos. This guy is owning about 3% of leagues. He looked pretty good. He, he scored a touchdown uh, in their win over the Giants, but he, he looked decent, but he could uh, advance up through up through the ranks as the season goes on. So we'll see how well he looks. Uh, number four on the list, even though the Vikings didn't look great, you got KJ Osborne. So another wide receiver. This guy is not owned in anybody's leagues, at least not in the, on the app I'm on. I'm on. He's uh, stepping up for their to be their number three wide receiver. He only had 76 yards, but I mean if. Kirk Cousins is going to start targeting this guy more. Uh, he could be a good pickup. Uh, Zach Pascal for the Colts. It's another good sleeper that you could be looking into. Um, one that I personally drafted this year, he's another good guy, is uh, Christian Kirk. He will be, I have a feeling he's going to be one of Kyler Murray's favorite targets besides DeAndre Hopkins. So, if you can't get a hold of DeAndre Hopkins, but you want a good receiver on for the Cardinals, look at Christian Kirk. He looks to be pretty good. Uh, that's that's going to wrap it up for my sleepers. All right. Uh, that should about wrap things up for week one. We're getting ready to kick off week two for the NFL this next – or tomorrow, actually. So – Good luck to everybody out there rooting for their team. Good luck to everybody out there rooting for their fantasy football team. Uh, keep your eyes open and pay attention to the games because I have a feeling we're going to have some good games, some good matchups coming up in this week. But as for now, this is The Butcher signing off. Thank you for listening, and you've been listening to The Butcher's Cut.